Welcome to Dustress. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello, and welcome to an Elder Stream Games production of Dustress. This podcast is made possible by our patrons, Brian Bridges, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan from LCP D&D, and our very own Don Bewley and Brian Rafe. Please stay tuned after the story to hear about the great projects these guys are working on. Okay, so last time, y'all had gone and, got, and rescued the girls from the slaver ship. Y'all had ended up back at the temple where Ardell had told y'all that y'all could stay for free. Uh, Rick had gone to the Topaz Cask uh, bar a little bit further down the road because he was dealing with things and trying to decide whether uh, he was going to track down the slaver or not. I'd fallen asleep at the table. You fell asleep at the table, huh? Yeah. Okay. So you drank until you fell asleep at the table. Um, the other two are, were at the temple. Uh, y'all would be provided with rooms, and you would be provided with girls if you want the girls. I didn't take the hedonist disadvantages for nothing, so... <laughs> Eventually, Rick... A uh, kind of gruff-looking bartender would wake you up and tell you to uh, either keep drinking or get the hell out. I put a gold on the table and go back to sleep. So eventually, though, morning will come around uh, when you will once again be roused. I love that that worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a gold piece. Money talks. I now have one hundred ninety-six gold. But yeah, uh, eventually morning will come around and he'll come over and kind of shake your shoulder and, and be like, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Consider this your wake up call. Good morning. I'll stand up, stretch. Does it smell like food? No, it doesn't smell like food. All right, then I'll leave. All right. <laughs> kind of go outside try and get my bearings and head back to the temple alright uh you two will wake up under better circumstances you know nice rooms nice beds Russell kind of stretch get up go wash his face in a water basin get dressed and eventually head out head down towards the common room 
All right. Um, you would find Ardell down there in the morning fixing breakfast for everyone. Yes, common room is the wrong word. We're in a house that's been turned into a temple. Oh no, would yeah. Uh, the the main floor is pretty open. Um, is it, it does a have preview room. <laughs> it it does have a altar in the center of it and then there uh is a little kitchen off to the side and whatnot but uh the upstairs is, is just very homey <laughs> make his way over and kind of lean against the doorway to the kitchen uh, where did i put my things I've got coffee in my bag. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where you left your things. You should probably ask Amelia, but there's coffee right here. Oh, bless you. I, I guess that, that should go the other way around, you being the priestess and all of it. Well, Brigard, what do you think of sleeping in feathered beds and on feathered pillows? Um, I don't like it. <laughs> Too soft. Uh, I, I did. I was able to manage to scrounge enough sleep to where I'm not useless. But uh, more than once, Brigard rolled over, looked at the floor, looked at the bed, looked at the floor, looked out the window, looked at the bed, looked at the floor, and figured. This is how living is going to be. I'm just going to... He's going to, just going to have to get used to this. But uh, after a while, he was able to just... Let sleep take him. He uh, really expent himself this, the day before, so he was ready for sleep. It was just really warm. Oh, and uh, no... No uh, sleeping companions this time around. All right. Well, eventually everyone will start gathering downstairs for breakfast um of course Ardell and her two sisters Amelia and Ava are there um and the three girls from Hilltop Cass Tana and Cassie are there uh Rick about the time they all start gathering you would come stumbling through the door and evidently you brought a cat with you hmm but my familiar is a mushroom. <laughs> I probably should have picked a cat, actually. Uh, I'll, I'll walk in. Morning. Hey. See, our uh, our bold traveler went out and found some pussy last night. And that's not the right accent. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Brian talking to Sean. <laughs> work on getting into the accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick, Rick would be along the lines like looked and tasted more like fish, honestly. Sean. What the fuck, what? Sean? Yeah. This is a family show. <laughs> no, it's not. He had some fish. He had some fish. At the bar. We are tagged explicit. <laughs> I've several points to ask. 
Actually, I'm gonna go double check that now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick, Rick's being a smart ass. I'm gonna open up my Podbean account and check the Dustrous podcast because this isn't embedded advertising. <laughs> hey guys, I don't see an explicit tag. <laughs> oh, I heard Terexes. Come here, Daddy. Uh, let me check that to make sure. It should, it should be tight. Does Podbean care? I just thought that was iTunes that really. Yeah, it's iTunes that cares. Oh, okay. I don't. Right. I don't remember if it actually says on. Uh, on thing. Regardless, Sean, if you had that issue, you should have at least offered to uh, cast Bless on that person. (laughs) I was at a tavern. Tavern for how long? Amazon, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You'd be nice to Alexa. No. Uh, Alexa's in the bedroom. This is Amazon. Stop. What? The one in the living room has a different name. Oh, of course. Okay. I was like, I know what an Alexa is, and I know... Okay, no, I got it. You have different names for your devices. Okay. Well, the last time we played a tournament was a home game, and my character's name was Alexi. Oh. (laughs) So the one in the main room name got changed because every time somebody said my character's name she answered. I should probably change that when I start my Starfinder thing because my activation word is computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um when I was using Alexa before I before I sold my soul completely to Google they um I was watching uh, Smallville and um Alexa will answer to Lex too by the way. Oh yeah. of course. <laughs> Uh, yes, we are tagged explicit. Excellent. But yes, it only sends that to iTunes. Gotcha. But yes, you still made me facepalm. Well, shit. Sorry, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, because uh, Brian from over at LCP will laugh at your joke. <laughs> Rick, fish is a good source of protein in the morning. It is a valued breakfast meal. Well, yeah, but I had it last oh, night. There's a... There's a... They didn't have any fish this morning. Well, how about we have some fish for this morning? Unless you've had Sounds your fill. Good. No, I'm hungry. <laughs> See, now I'm confused as to whether... Whether... Russell thinks he actually got laid or not. <laughs> you confused no, yourself. I, he was purely making a joke about the cat sounds. Oh. <laughs> and that went over my head. God damn it. Okay, what, so what a, new dustrous drinking game. <laughs> new dustrous drinking game every time Sean fails to get a joke. Take a drink. 
Hold on here. We're we're tagged explicit, not deadly. <laughs> oh oh hey, thanks there. Thanks there. That's real nice to know you. <laughs> oh god, Canada's gonna hate us. Okay. So <laughs> I mean I think that's a little more Minnesota's gonna hate us, but hey. Okay. Well, just make sure you you manage to offend everybody before the podcast is over. Cause we want to make sure we don't leave anybody out. Hello, Alabama. Oh. I'm pretty sure playing wrestle is my mission to offend <laughs> Old West mentalities and moralities. <laughs> the table is set and breakfast laid out for everybody. Yeah, Russell's not going to be shy about tucking in. Sean, I will server mute you. <laughs> oh hell, Rick must have had too much to drink. He passed smooth out. <laughs> uh, Brigard cast create water over Rick's face so he could wake up since he's been so silent for the last <laughs> few moments. <laughs> you get a face full of water, Rick. The fuck, Rigard? <laughs> you haven't said anything in a while. I thought you needed woken up. Because Tracy cut what you just said again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Rigard is our Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> So now we found what deity Brigard worships. <laughs> Broke him early. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you alright there? Are you not well? No, I'm fine. I'm alright. I have descendants that didn't cough that bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Y'all are horrible and I love you. Well, as y'all are having such a good time at the table, um, you can roll perception checks to see if you overhear the conversation that's going on with all the girls. Oh, that's that's a five on the die. That's an eleven. I got a dirty twenty. Be a twenty-one. Alright, well, it's not like they're very far away from y'all, so all you need is a, is a 10 to hear. Um, Ardell is talking to the three girls from Hilltop about trying to secure passage for them back to their home and to try to find somebody to go with them to escort them to keep them safe. Hilltop is the town these three girls were taken from by the slavers. 
Yes. This wasn't the town we were supposed to stay the hell away from, though, right? Yes, it is. Oh, of course it was. Okay. That's what was in Helltop. <laughs> the note to say to stay away. All right. To, to recap from y'all, whoever made the map put a note on it to stay away from there. When y'all brought the girls off the ship, y'all talked to Cassie. And she explained to you that the town is full of people that polite society don't want to have nothing to do with. Drows, tieflings, other unwanted basically. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a place where they accept all the misfits and welcome everybody regardless of their heritage. They would not have given this warning if it was not meant to be taken seriously. Who? Bringard. We don't know shit. Whoever felt, whoever felt it prudent to give us survival pack weapons and this map. Whoever Surely they have our best interest in heart. Yes, that's why they dumped us in a swamp instead of at the fort. It was a test. We passed the test. Only the worthy, perhaps, can only know the, the pleasures and the, the delight of having such magics at their disposal. And the rest die. In the, in the sand or the mud or wherever else. Maybe you have it so good, maybe you have it so good in your time, Rick, that you've forgotten that sometimes life is not fair. No, life's not fair. See, that's not life. That's somebody. And you know what? Fuck them. The girls or the, the mystery... People. Not literally, Burgard. But the people, the mystery people. We we just got finished defining what that word meant for him last night. Let's not confuse him with the idiom, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Ardell will interrupt and she will say, well, whether or not a lot of you want to go to Hilltop or not, you may want to meet the captain of the ship that will be taking the girls. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she is also a traveler. She came through about 10 years ago. Oh. Well, that would be interesting. That's worth looking into at least, yeah. I I know her fairly well, her and, and her crew, and uh She's due to come into port in a couple of days. So when I go to take the girls to her, if, if you wish to go down and meet her, I'll introduce you. Well, and that would give us a bit of time to figure out if, if you'd find us acceptable if we want to do this escort mission thing. Well, I would prefer somebody to go with them. Karina can get them to... Her port, which is uh, known as the Cove, but from there they will have to walk on the hill point, and that's when you're most vulnerable to the slavers. Uh, they typically don't pull people out of town, but when they see them somewhere along the coastline, out in the wilderness. Yes, but 
Unfortunately, the last time I promised to help pretty young ladies deal with slavers, I got in trouble with one of my compatriots. <laughs> so, I was trying not to promise us towards another job. If it means fucking over some of them, I'm fine with it. Glad to see you've had a change of heart, kid. Saint for free, right? Well, maybe not. <laughs> well, I'm sure their families will give you something for their safe return. Um, and of course, I would be willing to give you a little something too. Is it uh, Amelia and Ava are going to go with them? Was that Amelia and Ava? Yes, her sisters, the twins. That's right. I suppose it's something. Like I said, if it's not something you're interested in, I can find somebody. I've got no objections to get the going. Trying very hard not to do the Lord of the Rings quote that I want to do right here. Brigord is uh, prepared to uh, see them home. All right. <laughs> so y'all will have two days then in Valinor. Oh, hell, then you got my gun. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the quote. <laughs> But y'all will have two days then in Valinor before the ship comes in. Um, it is a large city. If you look at the map, you will see it actually takes up two hexes, which means if uh, you're on foot, it's it's taking you pretty much a day to cross the whole damn thing. Um, so lots of shops, lots of stuff to get into, as well as anything else you want to investigate or look into. I want to look into the Mage's Tower. Alright. Um, if you ask about it, it's pointed out to you easily enough. It is a large tower in the center of town with no doors on it. I walk around it. I just like knock on the wall. Uh, you don't get any answer. You were told that uh, they don't they don't talk to people. So there's no doors, but are there no windows? None that you can see. And uh, what is the tower made of? Stone. How is said stone work? Is it like masonry? Is it just sculpted? It is masonry. Are you going to tear down the mage's tower, Sean? No. Okay. Not yet? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you do remember being told that uh, these arcane mages, they, they don't really socialize, they don't deal with people, their secrets are protected, and you have to discover the answer to the infinite casting before they let you in. Huh. Hey, Brigger. Yes. I might need a back rub. We just got started. How could you be in discomfort? Did you not sleep well? Just hold on. I would like to cast Knock on the Tower. 
Okay, make a reflex save. Uh, okay. Uh, that's that's not amazing. Uh, reflex, reflex, reflex save. Uh, fourteen. Okay. Um. Well, when you try to cast the spell on this tower. You are hit with just the sheer force that throws you backwards and deals eight points of damage to you. Yeah, fuck. Ah. <coughs> oh, wait. With the spell casting, I'm down. <laughs> Bird, Rick falls unconscious in front of you. <laughs> Okay, uh, go up to Brigard, start rubbing his temples, and cast Stabilize. You're Brigard. <laughs> or go up to Rick, sorry. Uh, I was reading the word Brigard as I was... <laughs> uh, go up to Rick, and I uh, start massaging his temples and cast Stabilize. Alright. And uh, just keep kind of rubbing my fingers into his temples as I do my cantrip. One HP at a time. How many HP are you down? Uh, I'm under by three. All of them? <laughs> oh, well, well, Stabilize brought you to zero. No, Stabilize um, makes you stop bleeding out. Uh, okay, I've been uh, doing Stabilize wrong for uh, three years. Cool. All right. <laughs> no, it's uh, in fifth edition, that's that's right, and that may be how it works in Starfinder. I'm not sure. But in, in Pathfinder, it, it just oh, makes okay. you stop bleeding out. Okay, cool. So, no, it's just been Pathfinder that I've used it. Okay, so, yeah, I'll just be kneeling down there like old Ben did to Luke Skywalker and have my hand on your temple for a solid minute or two to get you back to full strength and just looking around, enjoying the day. What's the day like, weather-wise? Um, it's pretty warm out. It is summertime down here, so it, it is pretty warm out. Okay. <coughs> oh, fuck. Rick, what did I say about being hasty? I was just trying to fucking open a door. God, shit. What the fuck? Maybe <laughs> this is a challenge for another time, then. I guess. The shout up at the tower. Fuck you guys! <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst to Brigard and Rick, up high in the mage's tower, looking through a one-way window is a council of elder mages, looking down and going, this is the one who's going to save the world? <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> that is spelled F-U-K-T. <laughs> so, what is Russell doing while they are... Well... I think while I went to go knock on the door of a building without a door, um, Russell could probably find more things to do in a temple with prostitute priestesses. Uh, I'm sure you could. But no, in all, in all reality, um, despite all perception and the fact that he probably, I mean, yeah, that probably happened as well. But depending on how long they were knocking at doors... Uh, Russell probably is also wor working on uh, some spell experimentation if he can manage to get away with it 
and he's gonna actually start working on trying to uh, magically reproduce bullets. Okay. Alright. So, for this, roll me a will save. So, that is not my good save, but that's fine. <laughs> but by not my good save, I mean I roll a flat d20. <laughs> I have the hedonist trait and no will. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your total? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That'd be a 19. Alright. So, you are able to figure out it's going to cost you as a level 1 spell. But when you cast it, you can make 10 units of ammunition. <sighs> Nice. And then, if he can, he'd like to flag down one of the uh, priestesses for some help with this one, because right. he is going to um, to do enough damage to knock himself unconscious with this, unless he's lucky. All right. Russell would like to cast false life on himself, and then try to imbue one of these bullets with vampiric touch. Okay. Um, Vampiric Touch is one of the standard spells, so you don't have to make a will save to do that. Excellent. But but it does do you you will take... Yeah. So let me roll that d10 plus 2 to see if I got enough temporary hit points. Yes. So I did not fall unconscious, but I am severely injured. Right. Ardell can heal you back up easily enough. Oh, thank you. I want to look at the, the now red-tipped bullet and just kind of slide it into a spot on my belt as I refill some of the ammo and drop the spare rounds into, into my bag. Alright. And what are you two doing once you've discovered you're not <coughs> getting through this tower? I'm, uh, uh, unironically, unknowingly, unwittingly, exactly quoting the words you gotta look before you leap to Rick. You done been quoted at, boy. You know, muscles, you're kind of uncanny. Thank you, Rick. Anyway, I think we need to go uh, stock up if we're heading out on a boat sometime soon. Snow shops on the water. I want to make sure we've got what we need. Do you have knowledge of what we will need on this uh, vessel voyage? Uh, food, if nothing else. I mean, maybe they fish, but I'd rather be sure. Fortunately, it is a freshwater source, so we won't need to burden ourselves with so many water skins. I just stare at him blankly. Burger. Rick? You make water 
course. The moment I forgot that I make water. Well, I, I can magically make ammo now, guys, but I don't know if I just want to waste rounds every time Rickard wants a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, I, I think he makes gallons of water at a time. Like, it's not like, oh, hey, fill up my glass here, bud. <laughs> okay, it's like, here, fill my fucking bucket or my barrel. <laughs> I don't want to drink Brigard's piss either way. <laughs> oh shit! Drink everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can dig a bigger, bigger, bigger. You having fun yet, Sean? I would like to take this opportunity to remind you that this podcast is happening because you always have to be a DM and you wanted to be a player. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Goddamn. But yeah, like looking at the map, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're looking at, assuming it moves at a two hex clip, we're looking at like seven and a half days to the cove so about a week on the water and then another two days to get to hill point so like a little over a week's worth of rations would be good all right so y'all going shopping probably unless Brigard wants something probably uh just for that but Rick, I think, might, while in the market, uh, find, find a shady dude that's like, hey, hey, get over here, and he, like, opens his trench coat, and he's selling thieves tools, and I'd like to buy some of those. Okay. Uh, you, you can get some thieves tools. I will, I will let you do that. Okay. And, uh, I just gotta say, I gotta applaud the, uh, natural organic way that you made that happen, Sean. Because <laughs> every town has shady men in trench coats. I don't want to be the DM. Instantly makes an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I, just, I don't imagine that he would be looking for thieves' tools. If uh, that salesman has a trench coat, do you think uh, Russell could get his duster? Just cut about four inches off the bottom. It's a duster, right? That's how that works. N- not exactly, but oh. <laughs> there are differences between a trench coat and a duster. Russell has been walking around trying to look like a Western badass in like a long sleeve traditional length surcoat, and it's just not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why is the front of that man's robe open? <laughs> <laughs> Not a robe, it's a coat. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, while you're in town for two days, you could always, you know, commission somebody to make you a coat to your specifications. That is a damn fine idea. <laughs> yes, if you can't get a shirt with buttons on it, when Russell 
Maybe after he convinces the, uh, oh god, names, I'm bad with them today, don't tell Adele. After, he, mm-hmm. after maybe he convinces Adele to help him make a few more of those bullets, he'll, uh, he'll actually make his way out and go and do some supply shopping and commission a coat. Alright. Um, yeah, y'all can pretty much find any common supplies, so unless you're looking for something unusual, those are easy to find. Um, the first shop that you go into, though, the first tailor shop you go into, um, and kind of describe this coat, and they'll, they'll kind of sketch it out, make sure it's what you, you know, what you want. And uh, they will tell you that that uh, you you have an option. If you want to wait a little while for them to make it by hand, they will do that. And it will cost you five, five silver pieces. If you want to pay five gold pieces, you can walk out of here with it in a few minutes time. Well, let's just see here. I, um, I think I'm going to pay five gold pieces and walk out with my spiffy new coat. Alright, so they were going to bring forth different materials, let you pick exactly what you want. And they're going to cast a spell that takes the materials and the coat is just made. Oh, I gotta learn that. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll gladly hand over the five gold and try on the coat. Oh yeah, it, they would have taken your measurements and everything. It's mm-hmm. it's made to specification. Oh, yes. You've just yeah. witnessed Sean's favorite spell. Fabricate. <laughs> yeah. Eat. So yeah, you would walk out near immediately with a brand new spiffy coat. <laughs> brand new spiffy duster. And uh, yes, other things on Russell's list are pretty much just a few more days of rations. Yeah, rations are easy enough to find. This is a huge city. You, Any mundane stuff that nothing special is going to be easy to find. And we're about to take on a sea voyage, aren't we? Yes. Then um, I'm going to see how much I can get for a horse. All right. Yeah. Um, you want to sell the horses that you, uh, y'all brought with you? Hell of a lot easier than taking them on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's agreeable. All right. Um, who wants to make the diplomacy check? I got a plus nine. I mean, if that's not too metagamey. I've only got a plus five. And Rick's an asshole, so he's not necessarily good at that. Brigard will trust Russell's uh, business acumen, even though he knows how money works. He's not sure if uh, people in this big city are going to treat someone such as him with the same respect as someone who knows what they're talking about. And I have a plus zero. (laughs) 
Give me just one second real quick, guys. Mm -hmm. I want to do a thing. Because we can in this game. Do you need guidance? Game's full uh, of things you can do. Actually... Well, if I can find it... No. No, I have the spell. Let me look on my fancy revised spell list real quick. have a ton. Yeah, if Brigard's on hand to heal me back up. Mm-hmm. And uh, before he offers that, though, he's going to clap you on the arm to uh, give you his blessing to sell his horse with all the ability he has as a modern man. Uh, he's going to zero-level spell enhanced diplomacy. You now have a plus-two competence bonus. Okay. Which is better than guidance. And yeah, he'll be standing at the ready to catch you as you fall to your knees. Well then, in that case, I think I'll stop here. And I am... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give myself... Uh, Eagle Splendored, Build Trust, and Honey Tongued. Alright. Um, is an additional plus four to charisma. Um, a plus two bonus to all charisma base checks. And um, if I fail, I can roll it. I can re-roll the, the charisma base check as an immediate action. And I can roll all diplomacy checks twice, taking the highest result. Alright. So give me your roll. It's going to be... It's going to be a 32 total. Sell some horses. 32 total. So yes. Uh, you're going to get for each horse and the gear you're going to get 150 gold pieces. Okay. Heck yeah. And were we selling your horse as well, Rick? Yeah. Then yeah, Russell will come back out a few minutes later with a few a few bags of gold and just pass them out. So you each get to add 150 gold to your character sheet? Okay. Okay. And uh, Go ahead and read that out, Sean. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't want to interrupt. Right. Uh, okay, so I'm also looking for rope, soap, a belt pouch, caltrops, chalk, grappling hook, an iron pot. Put grappling hook in there twice. An iron pot. Uh, a signal whistle, signal horn, two bottles of mead for a total of a gallon, and a bottle of fine whiskey uh, that I don't want to buy in front of Burger or... Uh, uh, Russell. Russell. <laughs> okay. So are you going to just pay standard prices for it, or are you going to try to haggle? Uh, I'll try and haggle. Uh, Ooh. I, I am decent at it, so. Don't fuck me now. It's an 18 plus 5, so 23. Oh, yeah. Uh, give yourself a 10 percent... 10% discount on all the 
standard goods, and I am looking up your alcohol right now. All right. Normal whiskey is uh, one silver piece per cup. Uh, a bottle would be probably ten cups, I think. Uh, I think Russell would know better than any of us. But, uh, <laughs> that's for standard. I'm looking for goodie. Well, right. I mean, you, you assume the bumping quality is going to take you from like one to three silver for the cup. Cup's going to be about four ounces, and your average bottle is going to be about 750 milliliters, which is going <laughs> to run. Because I'm not that much of a drunk in real life. Going to be about 25.36 ounces, so you're looking at a little bit over six cups per bottle. So, 20 silver for a decent whiskey? And if you're looking for something better than that, add another 10 silver to it, but then take your 10% discount. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go for the pricier shit. So, 20 or 30 silver total <laughs> for the whiskey? Yes. Okay, so I'll go math everything up and take care of it. Tabletop gaming. Teaching math millions of people from <laughs> right, 1974 right. it's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's not get too hasty now I'm pretty sure we're just teaching my mom and a couple of our friends math <laughs> <laughs> does your mom actually listen to the podcast there was a long warning conversation beforehand but yes <laughs> nice cause my mom just said what the hell's a podcast does it come on Netflix? No, Mom. It doesn't come on Netflix. She's like, okay, well, then I'm probably not going to watch it. I was like, all right. I wouldn't be job hunting if we made it to Netflix, guys. Yep. So, y'all get some shopping done. Russell gets a fine new coat. Unless there's anything else y'all want to do, a couple of days will pass. And then uh, Ardell... We'll take you out all down to the docks, you and all the girls, and go up on a ship that uh, has a rather lively crew on it. And I'm going to put a picture in the chat here because she is going to walk you up to this woman and she'll be like, Karina, I've got some people who want to see you. And this woman will turn around kind of look you all over and she'll look back to Ardell and she'll be like passengers and Ardell will start to explain to her that the girls were taken by the slavers and trying to get them home y'all are going to escort her and she will tell her that y'all are the new set of travelers and immediately her attention will turn to you Russell's going to look over with his cowboy hat and duster Uh, well, I am not going to offend people by trying to butcher accent. Y'all would recognize, most likely, especially you, Rick, that this woman has a very heavy Italian accent. And uh, she would say, well, welcome to Destress, guys. <coughs> Thank you. So, where are you from? I think the question is when. Uh... Most recently, Arizona, 
when uh when I dropped, but uh all over southwestern US. Uh eighteen seventies. Well can't say I know much about the US in the eighteen seventies. Detroit, modern day two thousand nineteen. Well, mine was modern day too, fancy. <laughs> I'm the most modern out of you three. Or you two. Yeah, us three. Whatever. Uh, we did not track the years as these did, and my part of the world, we did not map fully. I am told I'm from a past, past time. Where are He's you Canadian. from? Canadian. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She'll kind of smile. She'll say, uh, Italy. Ah, excellent. About what time? Uh, not far off from this young one here. I, I was brought through 10 years ago, so it was, uh, 2009 when I came through. So there's an analog to Hmm. Came through with a couple of others, though. They, they weren't from our world. Well, that's just confusing. It was just us when we came through. Is it always three? Oh, no, no. That's uh, from what I've been able to hear talking to others. They've had groups as large as 20 come through. The mystery person knew to leave three packs, though. Yeah, everybody always has a pack. Anyway, I'm Karina, Karina Bianchi. Rick, you can make a, uh, you could do knowledge local or I would let you do knowledge history, either one given your families. Ooh, got a seven on the die. Can I do both or just one? Okay, so 17 local. a little better on the die. That is a 15 history. Um, you recognize this name. This is the socialite daughter of Giovanni Bianchi, an organized crime leader. Yeah, Rick kind of just, like, doesn't say anything and looks probably uncomfortable. Well, what are your plans in this new world? Well, that's... I don't think we've rightly figured that out yet. It took me a little while. Um, Everything's a bit outdated compared to what I knew before. But, uh... Well, I lead a pirate ring now, so... You know about pirates, right? Yes. Yes. Didn't we just dispatch some last night? Or three nights ago? Slavers. There's a... All slavers are pirates, but not all pirates are slavers. That's one way to look at it. You haven't done any sort of slaving, have you, Katrina? Karina? No, no slaves. 
Well, then I am more than happy to join you on your vessel. And if any help I can offer, I offer it freely. Is it uh, actual piracy, or are you more of a privateer? Uh, We run goods that some of the cities don't necessarily approve of in and out of the cities. Ah, Um, smuggling. More or less. Um, every once in a while we'll get tipped off about a ship from some well-to-do noble that isn't very well-meaning and, well, we we will confiscate their goods as well. I'm, uh, I'm liking this world more and more already. I'm going to look over towards my two companions and be like, if there are no objections, I'm kind of liking the idea of this uh, ocean travel, followed by messing with some slavers, followed by uh, going to a place that the map says we ought not go. Because generally those neighborhoods have the best card games anyway. Uh, Rickle just nod. So you can certainly find some good card games at the Cove. Cove. Yeah, it's a little town set up. Everybody needs a home base, right? Excellent. Rick, Rick probably looks visually uh, uncomfortable during this, this whole exchange. Well, if your companions who have traveled with you and kind of know you better, notice this and want to make a sense motive against you, they can. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. because this is a new person and if you are like visibly doing this, uh, Brigord would pick up on body language. Yeah, let's oh. give it a twirl. Seven on the die, plus... Rick, you can make a bluff against them if you're trying to hide it from them. That's a ten. Yeah, 22. Uh, to hide it in general uh, just because he doesn't want to let her know that he knows anything uh, 9 plus 5 so 14 so for those who beat your 14 you need to tell them your well, motivations <laughs> um, well Rick can tell that he's uncomfortable but i I'm not going to ask right here in front of... Right. Uh, I, I, You may have noticed that I became more uncomfortable. Like, I was already a little... I was just a little bit, like, oh. And then, well, like, she said her name, and I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I turn towards him and be like, well, I don't know, kid. You did have some other ideas of what we could be doing. Uh, no, I think, I think we're fine with this. I just like kind of like look at him really hard. Fair enough. We're fine. All right. Well, get yourself settled in below deck. Uh, we've got some deliveries to make. We'll be putting back out in probably about three hours. Sure thing. In the meantime, uh, any of your boys play cards? 
Oh, several of them play cards, but smart man wouldn't wager too much against them. <laughs> we'll just have to see about that. <laughs> Thought of that Forrest Gump gif. I may not be a smart man. <laughs> and she'll kind of lean in and she'll say, You do realize this crew, most of them, they're born and raised here. So they got the same tricks up their sleeves as I do then. They've got lots of magic. <laughs> this could be fun. Well, have all the fun you want. Just keep it all non-violent. Best game of cards I ever had went completely without any violence. And definitively, every worst game of cards I ever had included violence. Always a good pattern. All right, well, we'll let you know when we're ready to, to set off. Just like I said, make yourselves at home. And she's going to turn around and walk off. Start yelling instructions at different members of the crew. Get some stuff moved off onto shore and whatnot. So are these orders? Sorry, are, uh, what language are these orders shouted in? Or uh, in? She, she's, she's talking in common. Okay. Because uh, you will notice the crew is of all different races. But yeah, uh, she will wander off. Um, so y'all can head below deck and get yourself settled in. Um, and if you want to ask Rick what's going on, now's probably the time. Yeah. So as you get settled in and the captain gets out of your shot, I, I will turn to him and be like, uh, we gonna have some trouble or something, you think, kid? I don't know. She's related to some, uh... Really shitty people. From my time. Well, I'm related to some shitty people, but... Big time shitty people. Uh, Brigger would like to do a perception check for smell real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a ten. Well, you get a whole mix of spells. I mean, you're below deck on a ship. Some of them more pleasant than others. Yep. In the uh, unpleasant uh, spectrum, uh, would any of them be uh, human waste? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, Brigo's going to just, you know, without saying anything, just nod wisely he understands exactly what he's what rick and russell are talking <laughs> oh, oh, <gee. laughs> so brigard thinks he's following the conversation <laughs> i'm not rolling so hot tonight <laughs> i'm not sure about the 1800s you have mafia back then just edit out the long silence (laughs) okay i I thought you the way you said that i thought you just posted something on dustrous so i looked (laughs) no 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 he's uh googling whether or not he had mafia i've uh i've heard whispers but uh Mostly, mostly shit going down back east, you know, people, uh, 
I'm the uh, the them uh, them immigrant crime families, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, they're still around a couple hundred years later. Wow, damn. She's related to one of the big ones. Air. Uh, which Rick make me a uh, a uh, history check. 20, 30. Um, you would re- realize that a term Russell might be more uh, familiar with, while not really mafia related, but still profiteers that that can uh, try to turn a profit off of other people's misery would be carpetbagger. Yeah, uh, carpetbaggers, you might call them. It's an old term uh-huh. for them. Well, hell. And and she came to this world and became a pirate. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. we're gonna be... Sounds like a smuggler, which is a pretty big thing off of, uh, in more modern times. So, uh, we, uh, we're sleeping in shifts then. I would. I mean, if she doesn't know anything about us uh i mean she seems to run a legit enough business but then again most of them do fair enough knows anything about us you mean you uh yeah i guess not me exclusively but yeah fair enough don't worry like i said we all related to assholes somewhere down the line Yeah, let's just say it's a short line from me to them. Yeah, don't worry. Apples can fall far from trees, trust me. I am having great difficulty keeping track of all of these metaphors. Um, are you suggesting we should perhaps gather some information on her? Perhaps best, uh, considering that everyone we could gather the information from at this point was loyal to her, it's probably best we just observe. Make sure that, uh, no one here gets taken advantage of, either ourselves or those we're responsible for. Worst thing to do when you're sitting at another gang's card table is to pick the fight. Yeah. I say we lay low, try and keep out of her hair. Don't I piss him off. I keep my eyes unpeeled at all times. <laughs> we uh, gotta work on that one again. Okay. Brigard <laughs> <sighs> is great. So yeah, um, there'd be a couple hours with the ship in port them unloading stuff, loading some new stuff on um, before uh, a guy would come down and tell y'all that everybody uh, they're fixing a set sail. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll do our best to stay out of y'all's way. Uh, ain't in our way. We carry passengers from time to time. May just get a bit curious and come on up then. 
be my first time on a boat. Well, yeah. first time on a boat that I'm not shooting people. You're certainly welcome to come up and have a look around. Um, I'm I'm Baldrick. Russell, good to meet you, Baldrick. Um, there's usually food and a drink in the mess hall. You get hungry, go on in there. This time of year, don't really expect any storms or anything like that, so should be pretty smooth sailing. If you keep a good watch off the bow, you, you might see some unusual creatures, some merfolks, things like that. Oh, hell. Merfolk's a thing. Like mermaids? Yeah. The, the females are maids. Um, merfolk is just more general. They got males, too. Huh. Just thought I'd mention it first time Karina saw him. She she had a little spit over him. I'll keep an eye out. That seems mighty interesting. But uh no if no problems arrive, we should hit the cove in about four days. Excellent. Yeah. Which, y'all would know from the map, that seems a little fast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Brigard may remember from the slave ship uh, when I believe it was you who recognized that somebody was using magic to fill the cells and draw, drive it faster. So you might uh-huh. assume that that's a pretty common thing mm-hmm. with folks on the water. Uh, <clears throat> Bricker Velasca Baldrick, um, I've only had limited interactions with ships of these kinds. Is this a common way for people to go about? And I guess I'll also ask, was this dock pretty busy? Is it, is it, is this kind of like the, oh, yeah, the this way is, to get around? Uh, he, he would tell you that, uh, ships like these are about the only safe way to travel the waters. Um, to cross from one place to the next and that there there's a good deal of water in the world uh, most of the major cities are, are separated by large spans of water so it, it's a fairly common way to travel okay, then uh, Brigord is going to uh, uh, ex- uh, sorry uh, <laughs> specifically ask if uh, he could be taught the literal ropes of uh, guiding a ship like this because if this is the way to get around he, uh, he'd want to be more helpful than just a passenger. He's always interested in learning new tricks and seeing these knots and everything. He knows he knows a fair bit about knots, unless uh, Wes Sullivan's going to correct me on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he'd want to know, you know, as many tips and tricks as he could to just be more helpful. Thanks, uh, Wes. I love you, buddy. You can, you can go up and uh, talk to Griswold He's he's the helmsman. I'm pretty sure he'll let you hang about and show you what he knows. What was that name again? Griswold. Griswold. You plan to go into any kind of business for yourself, going to need to import and export stuff. This is the way you're going to have to do it. 
Thank you very much, Baldrick. I will I will see you to Griswold as soon as I'm able. All right. So any of the rest of you got questions for this man? Uh, Russell's going to um, kind of find a good spot up deck to observe both for any possible merfolk and uh, to keep an eye out on the crew. Make sure... Um, where are the girls at? Uh, the girls were given their own quarters away from most of the crew. Okay. Um, there, there are some other females on the ship besides Karina herself, but they're few and far between, and they're a bit crasser than these little farm girls and the two priestess. So they, they were given private quarters. This is going. As he's wondering about, he's going to make sure to get to know the ship well enough, you know, in the whole idea of in case there's a fight, make sure where their quarters are, quickest way to get from A to B, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the layout of the ship is pretty simple. Um, of course, you have the deck with everything going on, sailing the ship and whatnot. Uh, the uh, next floor down or next deck down houses... Uh, has has a basically kind of like a mess hall setup where they've got somebody who does the cooking and there's barrels basically barrels of rum you can just walk by and dip your glass in when or your cup in whenever from your mess kit. Oh hey. <laughs> um and a lot of like hammocks and stuff strung up for the crew to sleep and whatnot. And then it has uh two private cabins in the back. The girls are in uh one of those. And the other one is Karina's. And then there is a deck below that that has the goods that they are transporting. Russell, you would notice, I mean, all of y'all would probably notice, but you might take particular interest in the fact that the ship is armed. It does have cannons mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Which well. is not something you noticed on any other ships in port. Oh, hell, black powder. I'm uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'm make a note of that one for now. But um, I'm only gonna make too big a fuss. Uh, actually, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask about that one. I'm gonna walk over towards uh towards Baldrick. This the uh, all right. Hey, uh, Baldrick, not a quick question for you okay them uh them cannons you got set up on the boat I've uh I'm familiar with the sight of them from my time from my home but um I haven't seen any other boats walking around with them ah uh, you won't Those, that's something that uh Karina had made had nobody around seen the likes of it before oh okay that's good to see a little bit of home you know, point in the other direction. But, uh... Is there a... Well, you seen anything else like it? I mean, not on other boats, of course, but... No, I... You know, that's really the only reason the slavers don't ever mess with us. They they made that mistake once. And, uh... Karina had them things fired off. They noisy. Oh, yeah. Well... But uh, they also do some damage, and well, them wolf boys decided they didn't want to mess with us no more. 
<laughs> I imagine not. Okay. Excellent. Just, just Rumors curious. got it. There's folks scrambling trying to figure out. Because well, I imagine so. They, that makes us the uh, both the safest and the most dangerous ship on the waters. I got a thing or two I might. Hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. And uh, actually, as we're walking about, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around and see if Karina's on on deck, and if so, if she's not overly busy, I'm not gonna. Uh, you will find she is almost always on deck. She uh, she is kind of one of those supervisors that she's gonna oversee everything herself. Mm-hmm. So she's always on deck, keeping an eye on the crew. Watching what's going on. Hmm. One second. While he's looking for his spell, what are you other two doing? Uh, Rick is just trying to stay out of people's way, but he's not like just hiding in their quarters or whatever. He's just he he's just trying not to interact with anybody too much uh, but paying attention is definitely paying attention to them all right well as as far as observing them goes it, you you've almost constantly you've got a crew on deck that are taking care of the sailing and you'll typically have a a second group that are just hanging out around the mess hall area playing games and drinking and whatnot and a group that is sleeping because they basically rotate shifts I'll go I'll collect some drink and some food okay and I'll go like are the portholes is there any portholes open oh yeah I'll probably go to a porthole and like kind of hold up there to eat and drink and peek out the window now and again to see if I see anything. Uh, mostly water. You you can see you can see some land uh, because as you're coming out of the port, uh, Valinor is kind of set in that like natural bay. Mm-hmm. So you can you can make out land pretty much at any point in this journey. Sometimes closer than others, but there's always land visible. Gonna, yeah, he's not doing a whole lot other otherwise. Sorry. I can get Brigger to give me a back rub after I do it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and load my pistol with a port object again. I was gonna go with a different spell, but it wouldn't be as effective. Okay. But Russell's recognizing the fact that they have cannons, but he hasn't seen anything like a pistol. Right. And he doesn't want someone who recognizes what that is to necessarily be able to get their hands on it. Right. But yeah, she she is on deck if you want to talk to her. I'll walk towards her and, uh... Captain! What can I do for you? Couldn't help but notice the cannons. Oh yeah. When, uh... When I found out about the slavers, I knew I had a responsibility to keep my people safe. Damn fine idea. Um... Anyone have more luck in refining that technology? Um, 
Nobody else has ever done anything like it here. I just, I'm going to look and looking at the picture and going off of that, he's going to, I, uh, I notice you don't have a piece on you. No, I figured that might be a little bit of overkill in this world. Fair enough. The cannons are enough to keep most people at bay. We've got them on the ship. We've got some at port. Nobody misses with us. If they change their mind about that, I'll change my mind about how far I'm willing to go. No, I've uh, read a book or two in my time, and uh, no one messes with us is some awfully foreboding words. Yeah, that may be, but been here for 10 years now and well let's see got the cannons made about year two so so far so good fair enough yeah yeah he'll he'll leave her be at this point kind of make his way back towards observing for merfolk brigad yes uh, he would go, uh, not make a beeline, but uh, walk along, uh, observing everyone at work, uh, go and speak with Griswold. All right. Griswold is pretty grisly looking. <laughs> he's, a, he's a weathered old dwarf. Um, so, rather short compared to you. But uh, you would find he's actually a pleasant enough man. And happy to show you how this thing works. Whatever, uh, wherever I can start, just, you know, I am quick to learn and eager to do it, so feel free to correct me. So, yeah, as, as much of the journey as you wanted to spend doing it, he would try to teach you all the ins and outs, the, the ropes, the sails, the uh, helm, the whole nine yards. He'll okay. share any of that information you want to learn. Okay. Um, he will introduce you to somebody too. A, it's a human woman. Uh, her name is Ramora Webb, and she is their druid. If the winds are not working for them as well as they want, she takes care of it. Ah. Uh. Um, I will, uh, I would definitely like to introduce myself to her. So, yeah, he, he'll take you and introduce you to her. Okay. And, uh, like I said, she's, she's a human woman. She stays on deck most of the time so that she's there when needed. Hmm. If the winds start dying down or anything, she, uh, or turn against her all, she makes her own. Okay, uh, you'll uh, go up, bow deeply. Um, observing your use of magic, it seems we have a similar, we have a kinship in the way that it is manifested within us. Hi, I am Brigord. Y- you a divine caster, baby. Indeed, yes. I've, I've not used all of the spells that I've seen you use, but seeing you use them, especially on the sails, that was... 
an idea I had uh, another experience on a boat. Well, most every ship around has somebody who can do that. It's a lot better than getting stuck at sea waiting for the winds to change. And he'll laugh, yes, yes, no, no wind to move us about. You must become uh, some people's favorite crew member on this ship. Are you well treated with all of your skills? Oh, yeah. They wouldn't dare cross me. Shoot a lightning bolt up their ass. You can harness a thundercloud as well? Well, so can you, sugar. Oh, I don't... I don't think I've tried that. Uh, my friend Russell over there, he... He's the one that manipulates the, the elements that way, but... You you think I could do it? Well, I'm sure you could. Now, whether you'd be standing afterwards or not, that's the question, ain't it? Yes. Yes. Um, maybe since I'm out here and there's very little chance of me catching anything on fire, perhaps I'll give it a sh- I'll give it a try. Well, the the sea is a pretty safe place to practice most spells, so long as you don't hit the ship with them. Or anything up the spell like, um, I didn't write down. I stopped writing at a level one spells for my uh, growing. Uh, call point. lightning is a level three. Okay, I see. Like bolted three. Call light. I know that one. D and D. I thought that was. Is he breaking up for anybody else? Oh, no, it's because I had my face turned. I'm sorry. Um, I I know Call Lightning from D&D. I didn't know it was uh, that for Pathfinder. I thought it'd be a higher level spell. Sorry about that. I have it set to where it'll only pick me up if I'm speaking into it so it doesn't pick up. So I, I right. Call Lightning is a level three spell that uh, lets you call down lightning boats from the sky. They do 3d6 damage per bolt. Okay, uh, how far away from uh, our destination could I ask? Uh, I guess Ramora would know pretty well too. Um, at this point, y'all y'all haven't been at sea very long. Okay. So uh, uh, Baldrick did tell y'all that he expected the journey to take about four days. Okay, cool. I was uh, when we're uh, actually, you know, I'm going to do this spell, and then um, later I'd like to do uh, read weather gonna play around with that so okay uh um emboldened by uh remora's confidence in him he's gonna go to the stern of the ship from where they came um and uh brigord is going to try and harness the power of the thundercloud and cast call lightning all right so how many hit points do you have fresh okay oh 21 so yeah, it's a level three spell. So, so that'll take thirty, right? Right. Okay. Um, Ramora, if I fall, would you be able to uh, revive me? Revive you? I feel you like on, you go. You plan on dying? On score. No. Um this this call lightning 
it's it it feels more powerful than magics that I've used before. Yeah, it's likely leave you with one hell of a headache. Then perhaps I'll I'll I'll, I'll refrain from doing it for now. But knowing that I'm capable of doing such a thing, that's that's very you intriguing. Might, might want to work up to it. Yeah, but um, I I could I see. Could I try the uh. Manipulating the winds for the sails. Perhaps I could help us shed a few hours on our trip. You can certainly try. You know how to do it? What's the name of that one? Um, I actually don't know if there is a traditional spell to do it or not. Control winds. I guess there is. It is a uh, level five spell. Okay, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. There's Gust of Wind, which I think is a level 2 spell. Yeah. But it's just like one. Oh yeah, it's his first time doing Okay, so uh, yeah. Uh, Brigor's going to uh, stand uh, near Remora, brace his legs, because he doesn't know the effect he's going to do on it, and uh, focus on the mainsail and uh, cast okay. Gust of Wind. Alright. Well, you will see the sail uh, fill with wind for a very short period of time. Hmm. And she'll look at you and say, Well, see there, you just need some practice. Won't be long, trust me. You just keep practicing and it won't be long at all. Well, you'll be able to blow people right over on their ass if you want to. I've done it with my weapons. It would be nice if I could do it from a distance using the, the land and nature around me. Have you been on this crew very long? Oh, yeah. I, I signed down when Karina put everybody together. Didn't like the folks I was working for before that. They mistreated you and your abilities? No, they just didn't pay very well. Ah. Karina, she got, she got a whole setup going here. We all, we all got homes. They're ours. They belong to us, not nobody else up in the cove she takes care of the folks that work for her she sounds like a very noble leader to follow she's good to us have you ever seen her not act as a great leader has she has she always been so forward and so commanding of everyone's respect well, she has a theory, and it's a pretty good theory to live by. And that's if you want loyalty from the people that work from you, you got to take care of them. Truly an all-around great person, then. Life on the sea can be dangerous, you know? I don't know. Um, I heard speak of uh, merfolk. Are they a trouble for you? Oh, sometimes they can be. Depends what kind of mood they're in. But then you've also got problems sometimes with weather. And there, there, there's creatures that live down in the water of all kinds. And then, you know, of course, we're running goods that a lot of cities don't, don't want brought in. So sometimes folks get hurt or even killed. But, you know, she'll still take care of their families and stuff. 
have you had a lot of have you had many losses in your crew over the time um well I'd say probably a good handful and these troubles with the weather sometimes you run into things even you cannot manage yourself Storms can be hard to deal with sometimes. Nature's a a powerful, powerful force. Indeed. (gasps) But mostly, mostly it's it's them underwater monsters that'll get you. What sort of uh, tactics or um, safeguards do you have in place for when such a thing happens? Are we go? Are we likely to run into them on this trek? Oh, it doesn't happen too often. So I, I I wouldn't worry about it. But uh, as far as tactics, you just try to kill the damn things. And they could spring up at any moment. There's no advance. There's no warning, they just silence and then they're upon us? Well, they're under the water. It's kind of hard to spot them. Hmm. Now, sometimes we'll have an indine aboard and they'll be under the water some and, and do some scouting that way. But that's, that's really only for long, long trips. Because that—that's an expensive hire right there. What makes these undine so sought after in the water? Oh, well, they descended from water things. There's a little town. It's called Bradford. Almost everybody there's descended from them. So there's lots of undines there. That's about the only place in the world you find them, though. And most of them. They ain't wanting to sign on with the ships. Uh, could I? I don't know what sort of knowledge check. This is kind of a Don thing, too. I'm not sure what an Undyne is. Um, at one point when y'all were talking to people, y'all heard about folks that were, uh, connected to the elemental planes. Hmm. And I guess, um, uh, as a... That, go ahead. Um, so, but, like, as far as a check goes, I'm not sure there's a check Brigard could make to know for sure. Okay, I guess, uh... Just because he's new, so new to the world. But, uh, he has heard mention before, um, it was actually when Cassie was talking about the people of, uh... Okay. Of Hilltop. That yep. there are, are folks from Elemental descendants there cool and I don't know I mean I guess I could just google in my own time but are you saying these are just descendants of water elementals uh not of water elementals of uh beings from the plane of water I'm gonna google this during the break okay I'm sorry to uh listeners I'm not a very knowledgeable pathfinder player uh okay Cool. Uh, so yeah, he'll uh, take stock of this. Is there any way to learn these skills these Undyne have? Because I don't see anyone that I don't 
recognize the type of immediately at least. Oh, yeah, we don't have an indine with us right now. Um, they're easy enough folk to spot because they've got kind of a blue or green tint to them. But uh, as far as learning their skills, there are spells you can cast that can copy some of it. But that's like a lot of energy to expend for that, you know, just to be able to stay underwater or whatnot. Because a lot of them can breathe underwater. Not all of them, mind you, but a lot of them. I guess, yes, breathing one underwater would seem to be one of the most beneficial ways of proving to be vital for surveillance and scouting. Oh, and they swim like you ain't never seen before. So yeah, they can be useful if you can get one on the crew. Oh, Jesus. You Google monkey fish, you don't get the spell right off. <laughs> oh, turn safe search back on. Uh, okay, that's not far off. Okay. Okay, just looking this. I do have access to it. It's a minute level. Hands and feet turned. Make alter to make you better at climbing and swimming. You gain a 10 foot speed and speed. Has no effect if I'm wearing medium or heavy armor, which. Okay. Um, thank you for all of this uh, knowledge you've parted on me, Ramora. And if uh, a storm or these merfolk or any other deep sea foes approach, know that I will immediately come to your side so I can learn how best to handle these things with our ability. All right. Well, you'll find me right up here. I'm nearly always on deck. And Burgord will part and just walk around and serve the rest of the workers. All right. So um, it is almost eight. So we're going to take our break. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at hexgridheroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there, I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name, How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. You go into a mining settlement, 
called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course it's I know naturally. what the control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you guys probably like wouldn't. Like the zone. Everywhere you, guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elmer's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.